Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour, bonjour. Here we go. I'm so grateful, so grateful to join with you here and now. So let's take this breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and thankful to open our hearts, open our minds to the power and the presence of love. So grateful, so thankful that now is the appointed time for us to bless each other to bless all humanity, we begin with a blessing. So grateful to open our hearts and minds to the highest possibilities of love, to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We place our hand on our heart and we wholeheartedly declare our willingness to recognize and remember the truth, to live the truth, to be a revelation of truth. Taking this breath together, we are grateful to declare that this is a a healing conversation that we're having. It's a divine dialogue, transcending time and space. We're communing with the Holy Spirit by means of this connection, and we are grateful for the healing that it brings. We share the benefits with all because we're one with them. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. Yes. So it's February. It's February. <laughs> and so for I think all but one year of this podcast, I have been doing an episode on relationship in February. All, all episodes on relationship. And today, our topic is healing the relationship fear triggers. Yes. So, first let me just define the terms and say what I mean, because we have an international audience, and so it's always good to be clear. So the triggers are the triggers for the upsets. The triggers are the um, igniting points that ignite our fear, that ignite our upset, that ignite that knee-jerk reaction, that intense reaction of upset. So triggers can be uh, any, any kind of thing. What would trigger one person would not even remotely trigger another person. So it's going to be unique to us. And I can tell you my experience has been that these triggers are always about some kind of fear related to our identity. So for instance, let's say a trigger that you might have is that people disrespect you. So you're going to interpret events as being disrespectful to you, even when they're not. And that way, when you get triggered, you have a healing opportunity. Right? Every trigger is a healing opportunity. Now, if we treat the trigger as just something that we don't like, and so we have an experience, for instance, that we go into a store to buy something and the person behind the counter is ignoring us, not paying any attention to us. If we have a sense of insecurity, uh, that could be a trigger for us and it could trigger different people in different ways. For instance, someone who uh, responds to the trigger with anger Uh, would be different from someone who responds to the trigger with sadness or depression, 
more anxiety. Oh my gosh, I can't even come in here and get an ice cream cone. People are treating me badly. What nobody knows is that the person behind the counter just found out that his aunt went into the hospital. And so that's why he or she is distant, not paying attention. They're not ignoring the people on the other side of the counter because they don't care, but they're preoccupied with something in this moment, as most people are. Hardly anybody lives in the present moment. Most people are preoccupied with the past or they're preoccupied with repeating the past in the future. Many people are preoccupied with all kinds of fantasies. So for the person who got triggered thinking, oh, they're disrespecting me, that's a fantasy, really. Course of Miracles calls it a projection. Perception is projection. So we believe that we are not good enough, so we think people are disrespecting us. That's how we interpret it. That someone forgets to call us, it means they don't care. It doesn't have anything to do with that person, maybe had a a busy day, got some distressing news. No, we take things personally. So one of the most helpful things that A Course in Miracles can teach us to do is to stop taking things personally. And that is a way to significantly reduce the number of triggers we have, is to stop taking things personally. But if you still are taking things personally, uh, I've I've really had to work with this because I used to take every little bitty thing personally, every little bitty thing. Why did I take every little bitty thing personally? Because I was deeply insecure. So on my the surface, my personality was a bully, was aggressive, was condemning and attacking. But all of that was a huge cover-up of this deep well of insecurity that I felt. So whenever you meet someone who seems to be attacking, seems to be a bully, just know that underneath that, they are terrified. They are utterly 100% convinced they are not good enough, that they're bad, they're wrong, they're deficient, they're defective, and so they're covering it all up with this aggression. Now, of course, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But if you make everybody afraid of you, they might leave you alone. They might do what you say. But then you have no love in your life because you're manipulating and controlling everybody in your world with fear. It's very, very isolating. And every single one of those triggers, every single one of those reactions is you igniting a cry for love in your own being, in your own heart. So we can answer our own cry for love. Now, A Course in Miracles makes it really clear that that we have two options in every moment. It's to uh, express a cry for love or be the answer to the cry for love. So one of the most significant ways that we can transform our life is to start focusing on how can we actually answer the cry for love. And one of the things we can do is we can say, this thing that I'm doing now, is it answering the cry of love? This thing that I'm about to do now, is it answering the cry for love? And start to look at the choices we're making and see if they're being truly helpful. Because when we answer the cry for love, we're being truly helpful. And one of the My favorite things that Jesus said, he taught, was what you do to the least of them, you do to me. What you do to the least of them, you do to me. That was his teaching on oneness. 
that I am one with everyone. And the people that you judge who are the least among you, what you do to them, you do to me. Because I am with them. I am one with them. I am not separate from them. So when people come into our purview who are suffering, sometimes the tendency is to get away, right? Because it can feel like, oh, I don't want to catch what they have. They've got cooties. I don't want their cooties. Uh, They've got their dysfunctional cooties. They've got their mental illness cooties. They've got their um, lack and limitation their insecurity, their criticism, whatever it is that's going on with them that we don't like, and the tendency is to want to run away. Now, we don't have to take charge of them, but we can offer a blessing and a prayer. We cannot judge them. We can hold them in our heart. We can pray for them. And then that's a healing for us and for them because there is no separation. When we pray for anyone, we pray for everyone. That's a beautiful system. (laughs) That is a beautiful system. Yes. So when the fear triggers are happening, right there in that holy instant, that very moment of, of upset, there's an opportunity for healing. I say it's up for healing. It's up in our attention. It's up in our awareness. It is available for us to choose, consciously choose. Ah, now I can have a healing. This is the moment now for me to have a healing. I'm willing to choose healing here and now. So grateful for my healing. And people ask me all the time, how can I do this? How can I do this? So, In the moment that you feel triggered, make that commitment to choose healing rather than repeating the past. So how do you do that? Well, it's getting out in front of it. So when you wake up in the morning, that you declare, today I'm going to focus on healing my mind. Today I'm going to focus on being truly helpful to myself, and to others. Today, I'm going to extend love and compassion with others. That's what this day is for. That's what this day is about. This is the day that the Lord has made for me to be truly helpful. This is the day that the Lord has made for me to answer the cries for love. This is the day that the Lord has made for me to have a miraculous healing. Okay, Spirit. Okay, Jesus. You guide me. You lead me. You direct me. You show me the way. I'm here to serve the light, and I will be led. I will be guided. That's that's the... That purpose prayer, that's what I call it, the prayer on page 28 in the text. I'm here only to be helpful. I'm here to represent the one who sent me. And the one who sent me will guide me where to go, what to do, whom to say what to, when to say it. Everything will be given to me if I am willing. And I am so, so willing. Today is the day the Lord has made for me to demonstrate my willingness. Now, if we start into our day, right? We're eating breakfast. We're having our beverage of choice. uh, We're on the way to work. We're cooking the food. We're doing whatever we're doing. And we haven't done this. And we realize it then that's the time to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. I forgot to ground, orient, and center myself in this day and what this day is for. 
Because if we think the day is for getting ready for the party, if we think the day is for finishing the presentation, if we think the day is for anything, like bringing home the bacon, making the money, then we've lost track of what the day is for. Because the day is for our spiritual practice. And we do our spiritual practice while we're doing everything else. So if you haven't grounded yourself into the day and set your clear intention from your heart, then you're going to go into your day and things are going to bother you. Things are going to irritate you. Things are going to challenge you. And when they do challenge you, even if you have started the day grounded into your heart, if things are challenging you, go back. Go back to the beginning. Go back to love. Go back to your creator. Go back to spirit. Tune in. Tune up to the best of your ability. Don't judge it. And then start again. Go back to the beginning and begin again. No judgment. No complaint. Just gratitude. Ah, I realize I was off course, I got back on course. And even when we go to bed at night, let us have productive dream time. In my dreams, Holy Spirit, show me how to be more loving, to be more compassionate, to be more my true self, to serve the light with more clarity, more laughter more lightness. This is how we are able to have the strength that in the times of the fear triggers, we can make a higher choice. Now, let's talk specifically about relationship fear triggers because that's what we're doing today. Now, relationship fear triggers are the kind of trigger that It goes right to your core. So for a lot of people, that means that third chakra, that that place where our self-identity is connected to our chakra system. So that solar plexus chakra is all about how we perceive ourselves. That's why when it seems like somebody's disrespecting us, somebody doesn't like us, that we have fear. We feel like throwing up. We have that clinch in our stomach, right? It's that big distress, right? So when you feel that kick in the gut, that is the time right then. That is the fear trigger. Or maybe it's just a tightening in your gut. That's the fear trigger that you can have an amazing and miraculous healing. Now, of course, Miracles makes it very clear to us that relationships are the number one thing that we have to work with our mind. It is the very best tool. Second best tool, the body. So number one tool is our relationships. And that's where we get triggered into feeling lack and limitation in our self-identity. Right, and a great teacher of Ho'oponopono, uh, Dr. Ihaliakale Hugh Lin, who co-authored the Zero Limits book with Joe Vitale and taught Joe Vitale Ho'oponopono. He, his form of Ho'oponopono teaching, he calls it self-identity Ho'oponopono. Self-identity, Ho'oponopono. So the Ho'oponopono is the uh, Hawaiian practice of forgiveness. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I do a little differently. I do. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So I just like to start with, I love you. I just like it. So that's how I do it. Boom. And so what what the teaching of Ho'oponopono is that 
uh, we're clearing away everything that impedes the clear awareness of our true identity. We're getting to the zero state where the only thing we hold in our mind is the truth. So that is the purpose of Ho'oponopono, is to clear away through forgiveness every false identification so that our self-identity is pure and perfect as it is designed to be. So every time we get triggered and we're really upset, it's something related to our self-identity. Every time. It really is. If you should start really paying attention to every trigger, you're going to realize you feel threatened. It's always what it's about. You feel threatened. You feel fearful. They don't really love me. Ah, they don't really respect me. Ugh. They don't really know me. Ugh. They don't understand me. Well, think of it this way, my friend. If you are consistently presenting a false identity, whose fault is it that they don't really know you? Whose fault is it that they don't really understand you? You're not being truthful. And then what's really crazy is, I know this was me, is I thought being truthful meant saying what I felt and what I thought. Oh, that's not the truth. Those are opinions and judgments. That's not being truthful. And it's also not being authentic. People are afraid to be authentic and truthful because what they feel and what they think is uh, a load of garbage. And they don't want to express that. But this is one thing I'd really like to help folks see is that that's not true identity. <laughs> that that pile of garbage, the opinions and the judgments that we call home, is not our true identity. It's just the house that we built on the sinking sands. Right? That garbage pile is the house that we've built on the sinking sands. I'm thinking of Grover from Sesame Street, right? So we, when we build our house on our own opinions and judgments, we're building it on the sinking sands. When we build it on love and on truth, we're building it on solid ground. We're building it on the rock. So when our house is built on sinking sands, we always feel insecure. And then we look outside ourselves for validation, which will never fully come, which is why... The folks who uh, get all the awards for being the most beautiful, the most talented, the most sexy, the most wonderful, the most everything, sometimes kill themselves. Because all of that is love and adoration and admiration for a false identity. And their, their sense of themselves is a garbage dump not good enough, and they feel trapped between the false identity they've presented and the false identity they believe is real. The way out of all that mishigas is 100% to identify with what is real. Now, trying to do that on our own, using the ego thought system, is a fool's errand. But that's what we do. So we go down the road of behavior modification, and self-improvement. But those relationship fear triggers are still there. And so that's why someone can hurt our feelings. So when we're getting triggered into hurt feelings, we are not in our true identity. We've lost our true identity. We're identified with the false self. When we're angry that people have disrespected us, we are living in a false identity. We don't know who we are. We don't know who they are. We're completely fooled by the delusion. Now, <laughs> I, I, I was so fooled by the illusion. So fooled by it. Oh, my Lord. I was getting angry and triggered and upset by the hour. By the hour. So this is how I, I, I figured this out. 
because I was willing to put it all aside and say, okay, spirit, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I would like to know what's true, but clearly I don't. So you're going to have to teach me. You're going to have to heal me because I am clueless and I am surrendering. I'm totally surrendering because I am tired of being uh, pummeled by myself going from one upset to another all day, every day. I've had enough. I'm laying it all on the altar. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I began to really, truly give to Spirit for healing every opinion, every judgment. And I'm still doing that today. So worthwhile. And here we are. It's time for the break. Oh, my Lord, it happened so fast. Ah, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'm Jennifer Hadley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back, just like that. <laughs> ah, I'm so grateful to share this with you because I hold for you. You will no longer miss any healing opportunities. This is the same thing that I hold for myself, that we're no longer missing the healing opportunities, that we're opening our hearts and our minds to every trigger, to see it for what it is, that it's an opportunity for us to choose again and to choose healing, to choose compassion, to choose transformation, to choose wisdom, to choose clarity. That's what every trigger is for. Consider lesson number five. I am never upset for the reason I think. That was so helpful to me. It says, the upset may seem to be fear, worry, depression, anxiety, anger, hatred, jealousy, or any number of forms, all of which will be perceived as different one from another. This is not true. They're not different. They're all the same. However, until you learn that form does not matter, each form becomes a proper subject for the exercises for the day. Applying the same idea to each of them separately is the first step in ultimately recognizing they're all the same. So that's this is the lesson where you have the exercise of, I'm not angry at fill in the blank for the reason I think. I'm not afraid of fill in the blank for the reason I think. So those fear upsets, right? When we get triggered in our relationships, they don't really love me. They're always going to disrespect me. They don't see me. Oh, they love somebody else. Oh, whatever it might be. I can never please them. I'm never upset for the reason I think. We think it's about them a lot of the time. And so much of the time we think if we could only change their behavior, then everything would change. I wouldn't be upset anymore. Nothing could be further from the truth. That is so far from our true reality. We're upset because of the thoughts we're thinking, not because of what other people are doing or not doing. We're upset because we don't love ourselves. We're upset because we believe things that are false and we're projecting them onto the situation. Remember, like attracts like. So if I believe I'm unworthy of love, aren't I going to attract people and experiences 
that put that in my face so it can be healed. It's a perfect system. Instead of hating the system, which is what I did for years, I hate this place, was one of the things I used to say all the time. I hate this place. I hate this world. I hate this life. I hate it. Now, I, when I see I'm triggered, I can actually sometimes remember to laugh and go, Oh, ah, you can't catch me. Not this time. No, I see what you're up to. I see. I see. You're offering me a healing opportunity, aren't you, life? Oh, yes, spirit. Aha. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, this is a really good healing opportunity. I can feel it in my core. Oh, well done. Well done. But let me choose healing. Let me choose again. Instead of getting upset, let me choose again. Now, going back to what I was sharing before, if you lay that groundwork each day and keep going back to it, that intention to make this a day a healing day, instead of making it a day where you're accomplishing things in the world, which you can still do, make the, the point of the day a healing in your mind, you will accomplish so much more in the world. People constantly tell me, I don't know how you get everything done that you do. It's I am not distracted with a bunch of nonsense. All right? I, I take downtime. Believe me, I take downtime. I have to. I have to because I do accomplish a lot. I, I work out, I go to the gym, I cook mostly my own food, I make time for friends and family, I make time for spiritual practice of, of meditation and contemplation, I make time for all of these things. And I still accomplish a lot because I am not investing in a lot of pain and suffering anymore. I, I know what my life was like when I did that. I used to talk for hours and hours on the phone with friends about my feelings. I I don't need to do that anymore. Now I can have a conversation with my friends mostly about just things that are going on, their feelings, things that I've discovered that are enjoyable or interesting. I, I can put my whole emphasis on entirely different things. And that's wonderful. And I'm so grateful for it, really grateful for it. And that's why I teach classes to help other people do the same thing if they'd like to. And that's the thing about my classes. My classes are really for people who are willing to give up these behaviors, who are willing to stop investing in upsets all day long, right? It's... It is surrendering to spirit. It is putting spirit in charge. It is being able to say, okay, spirit, I'm going to invest in trusting from my heart in where you will take me and where you will lead me. Because left to my own devices, I don't like where I'm going. So it's got to be better if I trust you. And then being willing to prove that it works so that you can then know in your mind, know in your heart, this works. It's real. And then you're demonstrating it with with other people and people will see you and feel you and say, I'll have what she's having because uh, everybody else is getting upset, but she's peaceful. Huh. You know, and sometimes it's super challenging, but I've learned that the more challenging it is, the more strengthening it is, the more purifying it is, the more healing I can have. When we're in special relationships, and I've done a bunch of episodes on special relationships, I've done a bunch of classes, Living a Course in Miracles classes on special relate on holy relationships and special relationships ton of material free on relationships, including so many episodes of this podcast. When we're in special relationships, 
we're always going to feel threatened, except for brief moments. We're always going to be feeling manipulated, and we're always going to be looking for ways to effectively manipulate others. That is what special relationships are all about. Jesus is very clear in A Course in Miracles in uh, chapter 16, section 7, which is entitled The End of Illusions. He begins it with, It is impossible to let the past go without relinquishing the special relationship. For the special relationship is an attempt to reenact the past and change it. And change it. Imagined slights, remembered pain, past disappointments, perceived injustices, and deprivations all enter into the special relationship, which becomes a way in which you seek to restore your wounded self-esteem. What basis would you have for choosing a special partner without the past? Every such choice is made because of something evil, evils in quotes, in the past to which you cling and for which must someone else atone. The special relationship takes vengeance on the past. By seeking to remove suffering in the past, it overlooks the present in its preoccupation with the past and its total commitment to it. No special relationship is experienced in the present. So this is why every special relationship is about being unsatisfied. Now, you might have a temporary satisfaction, moments, but you will feel unsatisfied. You will feel on edge. You will feel that something is missing and you're going to be trying to get it. Right? That's the nature of special relationship. Why? Because if you're, you're reenacting the past in order to try and change it, where is your attention? It's in the past. You can't experience love in the past. You can only experience love in the present. So when we're engaged in special relationships, we are denying ourselves love. Why would we deny ourselves love? Because we don't feel worthy. I've done a lot of episodes in the last six months on unworthiness. And I've done some free classes on unworthiness. You could probably still find them. Oh, and speaking of free classes, so I'm just doing my um, challenge to end self-sabotage and self-medication. First two days are free. You can still get them. You get all the downloads, the worksheets. Please consider doing this. So powerful. So helpful. And then uh, uh, I'm going to follow that up coming up soon. Stay tuned. I'll be announcing it very shortly. I'm going to do a class on self-love. Yeah, for Valentine's Day. (laughs) So it'll be coming right up. And uh, if you're listening to this in the New York area, stay tuned. Make sure you get on my mailing list because then you'll know when I'm going to do free forgiveness workshops in the New York area. And this Sunday, I'm going to join John Mundy at his um, Miracles in Manhattan. So that's uh, at the Center for Remembering in Manhattan. So come join us. Uh, on Sunday, and I will um, invite you to come have dinner with us uh, afterwards. It's fun. We all go for dinner. His his program is one thirty to 4.30. It's not free. I think he charges $30 or something like that. Um, and um, 
But if you get on my mailing list, then I can tell you when I'm doing these things, especially if you're in the New York area. So uh, one way to get on my mailing list is to go to jenniferhadley.com, sign up for one of the free things, my free forgiveness workshop, how to get over it. Uh, right there on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com, you can sign up for my daily shot of spiritual espresso, my daily inspiration and prayer. And then also at the livingacourseofmiracles.com, there's a whole bunch of free stuff there. And you can sign up on the, the podcast page to get a weekly um, uh, announcement about the transcript of this. And so if so different ways to get on the mailing list and be notified of events. And then if you tell me where you live, if I know where you live, if you're in the New York area or whatever area, then when I do events in that area, I can invite you because I don't invite everybody if they're not in the area. So you have to let me know you're in the area. And then we put that in your record. And then we pull, for instance, when I'm going to do the free workshops in uh, New York, I uh, sent to Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. Um, So sorry about the upstate New York. I know it's a long way to come down to Manhattan. Um, Also would like to share with you, uh, I think we have seven tickets left for the A Course of Miracles conference in Los Angeles. So we have discounted tickets. You can save $120, and you can find those. uh, Go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, and you can click through there. Um, That's a lot of fun if you like to go to conferences. It's a bunch of lectures, but it's also a lot of fun to hang out with everybody. Uh, And... Oh, one more thing. Uh, I believe that the weekend of March 13th, 14th, and 15th, I'm going to do an online retreat. Never done it before, but it's been requested of me. An online retreat, three full days of healing from sexual abuse. Healing and recovery from sexual abuse. Been having tremendous... Uh, healing with folks on this topic. So I know a lot of people can't come to an in-person retreat. So I've been asked to do an online one. And if you're interested in that, please uh, email me, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com. We're going to be announcing it shortly with the details and all of that. But uh, let us know. We'll make sure you know about it. Special relationship keeps us living in the past. Seeking a way to restore our wounded self-esteem that never works. Right? So let's say you meet somebody. Oh my gosh, they're the love of my life. And you can feel it's not a holy relationship. Right? Because there's manipulation going on. There's, uh, you know, a codependency. You get upset because they don't call you. There's codependency right there. (laughs) You get upset because they said they were going to do something, but they didn't do it. Those are the fear triggers. Those are the healing opportunities. Special relationships are filled with them. So number one, ask the Holy Spirit to make your relationship holy. That's number one. Number two, take every trigger as a healing opportunity. That's the most self-loving thing anybody can do, is to make a commitment to their healing. It's challenging to work on this stuff alone. That's why we like to have prayer partners. That's why we like to gather together and do this work together because it's so much easier. Uh, Yesterday in Masterful Living, people were sharing and they're talking about things that they might feel ashamed of. 
Uh, but the, the process that we're using to talk about it is not to affirm that there's something to be ashamed about. No, we're using a process that's healing, that's uplifting, that's inspiring, that is relieving of the thoughts and beliefs that are the pain and the suffering. So special relationship is seeking, the purpose of it is seeking to remove suffering in the past. And it keeps us in the past. Well, those people didn't really love me, but this one does. Those people didn't really understand me, but this one does. But you see, if we're not loving ourselves, no matter how much we love someone else, we're not going to let their love in. We're not going to be able to really let it in. And what's going to happen is we're going to start looking for their faults. We're going to start looking from our consciousness of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. And we will begin to see just exactly the list that Jesus gave us. Imagined slights, remembered pain, past disappointments. You're just like my mother. You're just like my father. Perceived injustices and deprivations. We're going to be looking for all of these things because we made them so real. And we're thinking that, oh, the disappointments of the past can be healed by this person now. No, it doesn't work that way. But we can, through having a holy relationship, we can completely heal the disappointments of the past. Not by filling them up now, but by realizing that in the past, we made a wrong decision. I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace. So whenever those fear triggers are happening, we are revisiting a wrong decision of the past. And this person we're in relationship with, or this group we're in relationship with, is helping us to realize it. So, Now, let's look at this another way. Let's say that we develop the ability to really walk this talk, right? And people are now, they're getting triggered. Of course, they've been getting triggered all along. But now the thing that's erupting is other people getting triggered. I thought you were going to do this. And then I say, well, I never said I was going to do that. Well, but I I thought you were because you had said you were thinking of doing that. I said, yeah, but I'm still thinking of doing that. But I never said I was going to do this. But I, I can understand that you thought that. But I didn't actually ever say that or indicate that. Ah, but didn't you know I thought you were going to do that? No, I didn't know that. I would have... I would have for sure have said, hey, by the way, it seems like you think I'm going to do that, but I, I, I'm probably not going to do it. I haven't made up my mind yet or something. Ah! And people will think we're liars. Stuff like that. It happens. Right? So what's going on then? Healing opportunity is coming up for both of us. We have an opportunity to not react, to not take it personally, and instead to recognize what's really going on is the cry for love. And we can respond with love and compassion. We take responsibility for how we feel. Now, when people get upset and angry, the tendency is to want to run away, right? We're afraid. Oh, I'm afraid of their anger. I'm afraid of their fear. I'm afraid of their worry. I'm afraid of their guilt. I'm afraid of their shaming. Right? All of those things, I don't like them. I want to run away. Fight or flight. Right? 
So if you're not fighting, you're flighting. Well, there are options, and I've talked about this before. For me, I learned to just freeze, otherwise known as pause. Love my friend Mary Gerard Lenehan, who teaches about the pause. She does beautiful work in schools now. I forget what her website is, pause.org maybe, but she did an episode of this podcast probably five years ago or something like that. It was really good, so check it out. Um, And see what she's doing with schools. Maybe you'd like to do something in schools. (laughs) Yes, she's doing stuff in hospitals too. Really good. God bless her. If you talk with her, say hi for me. So we take a pause. Fight, flight, what about freeze? Or pause. Take a breath. Some say the uh, inspiration comes in on the breath, and I believe it. I feel it. I've experienced it. That's why I like to take a breath. And then, okay, spirit, what next? What next? Be open to something new. Be in the present moment instead of what worked in the past. You know, I train spiritual counselors and, uh, So often the question is, well, what do I do if this happens? What do I do if that happens? And so I can say, well, I've experienced that. Here's what I did. But be in the present moment because I've had experiences where this worked in the same situation. That worked could be different all the time. So we must be in the present moment in order for there to be love. And then we can answer the cry for love, whether it's our own or someone else's with love. Love is the only healer because love is what we are. When we practice love, we're healing the delusion that we're something other than love or that we are unlovable. So every fear trigger becomes a healing opportunity that we can make the most of. Right now, I'm going to make the most of the few seconds I have left to say, I love you. I thank God for you. Thank you for all the people who make a monthly contribution, a supporting contribution to powerofloveministry.net. Saying a blessing. We are blessed. We are grateful. We are thankful. And so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.